All right, welcome back to the Super Fantasy Football Brothers Podcast. We're here, as always, Joe LaPenta, with my co-host, my junior co-host, Joey Notebook, and my other guy that's just here not getting <laughs> fined. <laughs> yep, I'm here. And my other junior co-host. <laughs> I'm the... I'm the I'm not the host of the show, but I'm the host of the people doing the show. Do you know, do you know like Wayne's World 2 where they have Handsome Dan do the yep. <laughs> Like you got to have me have, you know, like a little segment like that. I got to think of something for that. Or you could just yeehaw. And then people and, <laughs> and then when we're <laughs> when we're on YouTube and people get see my face, they're like, "You're not Handsome Dan." You're not Handsome Dan. <laughs> You're not handsome at all. Alrighty. <laughs> All right. Well, probably the biggest piece of news circulating through the world right now is Tyreek Hill. No suspension. What do you guys think about that? I think that it's good for the Chiefs. It's good for um, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it's a bit of a kind of a black eye on the NFL from what I hear everybody saying. You know, you can can't punch a woman in the face, but you could break your kid's arm. So I don't know what's going on with the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I know. They need to be more consistent with these suspensions. And you can't be suspending guys for smoking marijuana, you know, for indefinitely. And then, you know, breaking your kid's arm or allegedly saying you're breaking or abusing your children. You get nothing. I mean, Adrian Peterson missed the whole season. And he beat his kid. Yeah, they had evidence. They had the hard evidence. Yeah, that's, that's what have, we said before there was evidence. They didn't have an awful like, audio recording of Adrian Peterson threatening his wife. You know? I yeah. mean, they even had that, and he still didn't get any. I'm surprised he got away it's with so this. It's so weird. Well, the audio recording, yeah, it was definitely disturbing. But I guess they just really couldn't find the evidence that he had any abuse, or on his part, <sighs> at least. But like, um, so you know, the, the police did get involved. And I don't know. You would we, think that they so did their due diligence in investigating. So if you're Tyreek Hill, you can you can be accused of breaking your three-year-old's arm and then be recorded threatening a woman about beating your kid's <laughs> arm and still not get suspended. Yeah. I don't understand I know it's crazy. the logic. We are living in the realm of alternate facts and you know fake news. I don't know, Nick. I I used to we used to live in a time where you're in trouble. Now it's like, yeah. And don't smoke it's marijuana. Up, it's all don't up in the air. Now. Don't smoke marijuana. But we'll have a press conference saying that we are looking into making medical marijuana a legit thing in the NFL. But don't do it. <laughs> yeah, not yet. I'm not a fan of how they're running things. <clears throat> well, for fantasy implications, you know. Previously, I had ranked uh, Aaron Rodgers as my number one quarterback, and now I think I would have to put Patrick Mahomes back in that slot. Uh, Joe, I know you're a big Andrew Luck guy, and I think you're going to keep her up in Andrew Luck. Is that true? I mean, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is the number one quarterback, and you know, I like, I personally like Andrew Luck, and I like the value of where I'm going to get Andrew Luck over Patrick Mahomes. But yes, Patrick Mahomes is the number one quarterback for next year. I would also agree with that. The only thing that I want to kind of mention that everybody just keeps overlooking, the Chiefs used to have like a top five running back in their backfield. I mean, you could say what you want about Kareem Hunt, um, but he was a top five running back. He was very talented, very good. And now everybody's just assuming that this guy they picked up, Damian Williams, is just going to jump in there and get the same kind of production and all's going to go well. So you also got to look into the running game with the Kansas City Chiefs and make sure that that doesn't have any effect on Patrick McCombs and the passing game. I mean, it very well could have an uh, impact in terms of Damian Williams. is definitely not Kareem Hunt. That is true. Uh, one thing, though, is that this defense is still terrible. 
and they still have yeah. plenty of weapons at wide receiver. And running or not, they're going to have to play from behind. They're going to have to throw the ball. So the production uh, possibilities are there. And you know what? Patrick Mahomes might not do 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, but 35 to 40, he could still be the number one quarterback in the league. Um, depending on your scoring system, I was looking at it. Patrick Mahomes finished 65 or 63, something like that, like 63 points ahead of the number two quarterback last year. So you could take away 10 touchdowns from Patrick Mahomes, and he's still number one. Uh, so, I mean, I know he's not going to do what he did last year, but he still definitely has the ability to be the number one quarterback. And like Joe said, good point. Uh, his price is going to be expensive, though. And now with Tyreek Hill, he's probably still going to be even more expensive. And I would still fall back on, like you said, Andrew Luck or Aaron Rodgers, given their value. You better do your homework if you're planning on taking Patrick Mahomes early, and you better get guys late that are going to cash in for you later. Agreed. Yes. And you're forgetting about Carlos Hyde was signed to the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. but I, I, I think they might be okay. Damian Harris had a couple good games last year when he – Damian Williams. Damian Williams, I'm sorry. Sorry, Joe. Don't want to bring up Damian Joe Harris. Had, Joe was sipping, <laughs> Joe was sipping spit his coffee. Out his he spit out his drink. He looked at you. Damian Harris is going to affect your boy, Sony Michelle. Yeah. That's, I apologize for frightening That's you. Good. Oh, boy. But let's get into it, man. I'm ready to talk about the – our topic, our topic today is uh, some dual threat quarterbacks for this upcoming fantasy season. And can I start, Joe? Can I give us the lowdown? Go ahead, man. Let's so, do it. We're going to talk about four quarterbacks. I mean, the quarterbacks, not sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe later. We got we to state that around here. So uh, the four quarterbacks we'll be talking about today on this episode are Jameis Winston, Mitchell Trubisky, Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady and Kyler Murray. <laughs> oh man, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Came. Tom Brady uh-huh. looks faster. He was a hair behind year. Murray. He's the fifth guy, but we didn't have enough. Yeah. Time. He looks pretty fast this year, like, a, like I mean, a cheetah. The avocado ice cream really, you know, that, that, that's helps the, you. That's the ticket. Keep in shape. But anyways, let's start with Jameis Winston. Why? Because we got it. I don't know why. Um, it's all right. It's a fine place to start. It's a great place to start. It's like Camelot. It's a silly place. Alrighty, Jameis Winston. He was born January 6, 1994. He'll be 25 years old this season. A little history on Jameis Winston. He's a five-star recruit, the number one quarterback coming out of high school in 2012. Dual-threat quarterback, led Florida State, the Seminoles, to a 13-0 record in his freshman year and went on to win the 2013 Heisman Trophy. He became the youngest Heisman Trophy winner ever. He... Uh, was the second freshman in a row after Johnny Manziel to win the Heisman. He went on to win the national championship game that year, so he had a 14-0 record in his freshman year. He set the ACC record with 40 passing touchdowns as a freshman, 4,000 passing yards. His sophomore year, he did it again. He went 13-0. He missed one game. The team went 13-0. He missed one game, I believe, for the Crab Legs. <laughs> was it worth it? Uh, yeah, I guess I it worked out for the crab legs. That's uh, funny. You know, well, you he, know what? That was when he was in college. You know, they don't get paid, so yeah, whatever. he needs to get Money's his crab, his crab legs somehow. Yeah, but anyway, he went on uh, to make it to the the college football playoff. But unfortunately, Florida State actually lost that year in the semifinals to Oregon, Marcus Mariota, and uh, you know he for forgoed his last two years of college he ends up going into the 2015 nfl draft Jameis winston was taken number one overall by the tampa bay buccaneers as we all know considered the best quarterback prospect since andrew luck by todd mcshay 
Oh, dear. So, I mean, <laughs> he had a lot of hype, and he's had a lot of stats to back it up. I actually, ooh. Can you get into that? Yeah, go yeah, ahead I and have, say what you were saying earlier. Yeah. I have his list of achievements. So, in college, Jameis Winston was the Heisman Trophy winner in 2013, the Walter Camp Award in 2013, the Peyton Manning Award, the Archie Griffin Award, the AP Player of the Year, Sporting News Player of the Year, BCS National Championship, uh, BCS National Championship Offensive MVP, Orange Bowl Champion, Consensus All-American, two-time first team All-ACC, ACC Player of the Year 2013, ACC Offensive Player of the Year 2013, ACC Rookie of the Year, <laughs> ACC Offensive Rookie of the Year, ACC Athlete of the Year. He only played two years in college, and I can't so, stop. So I he's stop. won major awards? <laughs> he, he's fragile. He's won major <laughs> awards. I mean, he has a long list of accomplishments. Didn't you and, say he won more than any other quarterback or something? Uh, no, he just he didn't lose a game until that playoff game. And he, uh, he eats Ws. And he eats Ws. And then I have wins. some stats on him. Wait, are we going to get into his, this is his rookie year now? Yeah, I'm going like to let you to do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to give you some stats I have left and I'm going to let Joe, you know, give us the lowdown okay, on him. Okay, cool. But uh, I had all these positive things, so I want to say a negative thing. That's kind of funny. He's His first pass was intercepted for a touchdown. I remember that. That's the that. first time since Brett Favre that a rookie's first <laughs> pass was intercepted for a touchdown. That's kind of cool. Well, it's good company, though. Yeah, there you go. Good exactly. company, right? Winston set franchise rookie records in pass attempts, completions, and passing touchdowns he fell 23 yards shy of the passing yard record by josh freeman he finished his rookie season with 4042 passing yards 22 touchdowns 15 interceptions 84.2 rating 58.3 completion completion percentage 213 rushing yards and six rushing touchdowns 28 total touchdowns for a rookie that's crazy that's very good he was named a pro bowl alternate in his rookie season he had another good sophomore season a couple down years joe i got us here Take it from me. Hey, one thing before Joe gets into him, I I just want to add, you were doing his stats. Last year, he kind of had that weird year with Fitzmagic, and he was splitting you know, mm-hmm. time. He ended up with a 64.6 completion percentage, almost 3,000 yards, 19 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, which is, you know. Yeah. But his QB rating was a 90.2. Yeah, that's okay. So it's all right. It wasn't – people were really down on him last year, but, you know, I think just because the whole team was kind of in disarray and they were – playing musical chairs with their quarterback, he's still he's still produced. Yeah, I mean, one thing I was going to bring up was the interception. So he's always had a problem with interceptions. Uh, Joe pointed out his rookie year, he had 22 touchdowns, uh, 15 interceptions, though. Um, sophomore year, 28 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. And then uh, 2017 and 2018, 19 touchdowns each year, and then 11 and 14, respectively. So... Interceptions are a problem, but honestly, I don't really care. <laughs> not I in mean, fantasy. Yeah, not in it's, fantasy we're yeah. not losing points off of it. And, you know, that's what it's all about is fantasy points. Uh, as Joe said, he's a good runner as well. They haven't really... He stopped running they since have, his freshman year. Or yeah, they, have, year. they haven't really utilized him to his full ability on the ground, and he could uh, run a lot more than he does. As Joe said, he had over 200 rushing yards his rookie year, but then in 2016 and 2017... 165 and 135, one touchdown each. But last year, he did scramble a lot. So last year, he had 281 yards um, for one touchdown. And I think there's still more room to go up from there, uh, especially in this team that doesn't have a solid running back. Uh, You know, if he gets some time in the pocket and collapses, he could totally just take off. 
Um, he has good weapons around him. You know, you got Mike Evans, um, dominant red zone threat. Sorry, I Chris stumbled Godwin. there. I know. It's okay. Evans Joe, is a <laughs> what happens when we stumble and we fall? We can I, get back up. We get yeah. back up. Is that from Batman? <laughs> I think I, it is, yeah. We get back up. And I'll, my mom comes and kisses my boo-boos. There you go. Can I be Christian uh, Bale? <laughs> yes. So Mike Evans is a dominant red zone threat, as I was saying. Uh, Chris Godwin is going to take a step up. So he definitely has the weapons and the possibility. Uh, one thing, like Nick said, yeah, last year people were really down on him. It was a little bit crazy because they just couldn't figure things out. Uh, you know, Fitzmagic was just doing so good. It's hard to bench a guy like that who is on such a run. He uh, was suspended the first yeah, that's two the weeks. That's what he, he got in, yeah. Yeah, that's how, in trouble. That's how Fitzmagic became. Fitz so, magic. yeah, with the, last year I think what happened was uh, Fitzmagic, you know, he did his thing, which he always does. He had like four games where he was lighting it up. But I think the NFL was starting to figure out Tampa Bay. So once the NFL figured out Tampa Bay and Fitzmagic wasn't Fitzmagic anymore, they decided to throw Jameis Winston into the hellfire, which was Tampa Bay. And by that time, I just think it was. It wasn't the NFL. We've come to it again. Have you noticed the theme the last episode and this episode? What? Todd Gurley got broken by a team. <laughs> was uh, it the Bears? Delvin Cook oh, got yeah, broken by a team. Bears. And the Bears. Broke Tampa Bay. It broke After Tampa the, oh, Bay. Oh, he really broke them. I forgot that. That was bad. Yeah. But I think that's kind of what it was. So whatever you want to say, say, okay, so the Bears broke Tampa Bay. And after that, they started trying to figure it out, throwing Jameis Winston in there. And I just think they were already lost. They're, they're too invested in it. They them. were already gone and by that time. I got some things to say. So this boy, he has a lot of potential. And it's an eye-opener for me because I haven't been dwelling too much on his early seasons. I've been looking at the last two years, and I didn't really like him not breaking 20 touchdowns. But his rookie year is phenomenal. I yeah. mean, we talk about... Uh, Baker Mayfield being a stud his rookie year, he had 27 touchdowns. If you add in this dude's rushing touchdowns, he had 28 total touchdowns. That's yeah. no slouch. 4,000 passing yards. That's what was great. Cam Newton's rookie year? How, how many rushing touchdowns did he have there? Was uh, his better than his? I would like to look that you up. You can look it up. It while, might have been. While we talk. But uh, the thing about it is I keep reading that everyone's saying he's a tremendous leader in all these newspaper outlets. No. But then again, you know, he got the Crab Lake thing. He got the eating W thing. He got the cab thing. The Uber thing. The Uber thing where he was suspended the first three weeks of the season. So it's kind of like if he can't, if he could stop being a knucklehead and you got Bruce Arians and you have all these weapons, like you said, Joe, and let's add in OJ Howard, you know, this guy, the sky's the limits for this dude. And I think for fantasy implications, I think I could comfortably say this guy's going to, I could guarantee you. If the guy plays a whole season because he's not being silly, I guarantee you, you know, like at least 22 passing touchdowns, 4,000 passing yards, maybe two rushing touchdowns. That's like the floor for this guy. See here, opinion. I just looked it up. Okay, so Cam Newton threw, he threw for a little over 4,000 yards, and he threw 21 touchdown passes, which, you know, James, what James threw, 28? 22. Did 22 oh, and then 22. six on the ground. Cam Newton rushed for 14 touchdowns. That's, that's crazy. crazy. So that's just <laughs> insane. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, Cam Newton's on another he's level. A different kind of But guy. he's not in this episode because but, I already yeah. think he's established. Yeah, he no, yeah. Cam Newton's he he's if he's healthy, he's a fantasy stud. Uh the one thing I want to say about Jameis Winston what you said is like me and you both never really followed him that much. And I think the thing is cuz I don't follow him that much, he may be good. But whenever I do see him, it's usually him doing like a catastrophically bad thing in a yeah. game. 
And it's like, but I forget about he threw, maybe he threw for two touchdowns and 200 yards before he scrambled around for 20 yards, closed his eyes, fell backwards, threw the ball up like he was playing 500 and <laughs> lost the game for Tampa Bay. Yeah. But before he did that, he got you like 15 to 20 fantasy points. Yeah. yeah and like you said, the rushing, he might get two touchdowns, uh, but he doesn't need to get a ton of touchdowns to be backed. Just his rushing ability, you know, you get a point every 10 yards, whereas as a quarterback, you only get a point every 25 or 35 yards, depending on your scoring. So just a yardage alone will definitely boot his stats. I don't know. We've talked about Winston a lot, and I'm kind of at my peak. Should we move on? We can move on. And or do you have uh, anything else to say about well, him before we'll we move again, on? You know, just the addition of I, uh, a really competent head coach. Yeah. Is it could go a long way. So I think he has the potential to be very successful this year, and he has all the tools, and he has the guy guiding him to do it. But if you don't do it this year, it's never going to happen. Yeah, that's he's, true. Uh, this is it. Make or this break. This is it. This is his year. It's make or break. He'll get a second chance, but it's make or break in Tampa it's Bay. Maybe somewhere well, else. Well, yeah, because Tampa Bay. Would, yeah. This would be the last year of his contract, right? Yeah. His, his fifth this year. This was his yeah. fifth year option. And along with Winston and everybody else, we're going to talk about. I picked or these four guys are the topic in my opinion because I think these all four guys have the potential to be drafted late in your league and they'll win you a yeah. championship. Has uh, Bruce Arians ever coached a quarterback that had the kind of rushing ability that Jameis Winston has? Andrew Luck, his rookie bad. year was rushing. Well, Andrew years. Luck. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. Now Andrew he's Luck. now he's got poopy yeah, pants. Don't, <laughs> I don't want him. I've, I, I, now he wears I belt diapers. I prefer that Andrew Luck doesn't run. A young... Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, I guess. Yeah, but he's not a scrambler. He was more of a... He didn't scramble in the pocket, in the pocket I guess. But he didn't give you any yards. It, it, Arians fixes things. But let's move on to the <laughs> next guy. So our next our next contestant is my favorite contestant, Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> That's my favorite. But uh, let's talk about Mitch. Mitch Biscuit. He was born on August 10th, 1994. So he'll be 25 this season. See, August 10th. That's why he's number 10. Uh, he's a three-star recruit, you know, out of high school from Mentor, Ohio. Went to North Carolina. His junior year, he finally became the starter, redshirt freshman year. So he sat behind a guy that was kind of like a nobody for a couple years. So that's why everyone's kind of down on him. But when he did, you know, finally get the starting job, he put up three thousand seven hundred and forty-eight passing yards, thirty touchdowns to only six interceptions, a sixty-eight percentage uh, completion percentage. So. Ironically, I know Mitch Trubisky isn't the accurate guy in the NFL. Everyone's talking about him sailing some passes, but coming out, you know, into the NFL draft, people are talking about his accuracy <clears throat> and his completion percentage. So Todd McShay said that Mitch Trubisky was a prototypical, you know, quarterback. And if he started one more season in college, he said he would have been the best prospect since Andrew Luck. But this is after uh, Jameis Winston. But if Mitch actually had, you know, a bigger body of work, he said he loved him. So he goes, he's drafted by the Chicago Bears, number two overall in the 2017 draft. His rookie year was uneventful. We all watched Fox. it. John Fox ruined him. He had nightmare. seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, two rushing touchdowns. And then I'm going to get to this on the next guy because they're very identical stats to our next guy. But then when Matt Nagy comes in, everybody knows Matt Nagy's offense last year was lighting it up. So in 14 games, he had a 66.6% completion percentage, 3,223 passing yards, 24 passing touchdowns to 12 interceptions, a 95.4 QBR. And then he had 421 rushing yards to three TDs. 
So I get a little footnote or two on Mitch Trubisky last year because I know Joe, he's like kind of an afterthought for you. But uh, Mitch Trubisky was on pace before that week 12 game against the Minnesota Vikings where he injured his shoulder. He was on pace to match Cam Newton's MVP season in 2015 with 30 touchdowns, 350 passing yards, and over 600 rushing yards. So, you know, to back that up, the six games before he got injured, he had 19 touchdowns to four interceptions. He finished the season with 24 touchdowns. In six games, he had 19 touchdowns. He was on fire like you wouldn't believe for six games. During the season, I traded Ezekiel Elliott for him and Tariq Cohen because he was so on fire. I was throwing up in my room, like trying not to throw up because I couldn't live in a world where the Chicago Bears quarterback was a superstar and he wasn't on my team. I know. But, uh, you know, he really lit it up last year, and I think if he didn't get injured, I mean, his his numbers are close to a guy like Deshaun Watson. And and I think if you add in two more games and he kind of, you know, didn't get the reins pulled on on him because his shoulder was messed up, I think he would have done, you know, things he was supposed to do. And the the rookie year, I mean, a lot of it has to do with John Fox and having no wide receivers. But, Joe, what do you guys say? I like wide receivers. What? Did I say water? Water. I said water receivers. Sorry, wide receivers. (laughs) I don't know what I said. Oh, okay. Um, You know, he could be good, but I just don't love him like you do. Uh, I do love – let me – pepper you with some compliments <laughs> please pepper before me. i say something that might upset you before you salt me um his <laughs> like a snail his rushing upside yeah salt a snail his rushing upside is huge i mean like you said the guy had 421 yards uh three touchdowns on 68 rush attempts so he could do more than that i'm totally confident in that um and i wonder how many I don't know, you probably wouldn't know how many like goal line rushes or something he had because he's big. He could jump the goal line. Yeah. I could see him in a world where they're on the one-yard line, the two-yard line, and they go with a QB sneak instead of handing it off to one of their smaller backs like Tariq Cohen. Um, so his rushing upside is huge. Uh, the offense as a whole is great. I mean, they got great options at wide receiver. I would. I was thinking about this on the way here, and I was just like thinking about who you could compare them to. And they're, to me, they are very like comparable to... Uh, the Rams, I would say, because you got a bunch of receivers who aren't like elite status, but they're all, you know, they get the job done and you could hit, you you know, you could do three wide receiver sets and it's hard to cover them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially with Mitch Trubisky, with his rushing ability, you know, if you got to put a spy on Mitch Trubisky, then you got three wide receivers, uh, Taylor Gabriel, Allen Robinson, and Anthony Miller just running all over the place. You know, it's hard to c- cover them all. So, his upside is there. Um, I just don't think he's a very good passer. I mean, <laughs> so what's funny is that, you know how many games last year he had under 175 passing yards in? Mm, six. Yeah, well, five. So you were close. He played 14 games, and nearly half of them he had under 175 passing yards. And I know what you're saying, like that hot stretch. He was on a hot stretch, and it was in the beginning of the season. Uh, I don't know if it was more the Bears, and I was going to bring this up to you. Uh, you know, it seems like at the end of the season, because he had a lot of his lower per, lower attempts, lower yardage, some games with no touchdowns, some games with a lot of interceptions, and it was like, I know some of the games were close, so I feel like maybe Matt Nagy is kind of limiting him in the second half of the season, because they were pretty much like, just go out there, burn the clock, let's win this, like, don't blow it. Yeah, I think... I, yeah. Can I mention that? Yeah, go ahead. I agree 100% on that. And me and you had that argument towards the end of the year where we were like, you know what? If you don't think Mitch can do it, 
You better find out right now. Let him throw the ball because if he can't throw the ball, we need to know now and stop wasting everybody's time. Yeah, I mean, his, so that's what he was doing at the end of the year. His he, like, last, governor that's what I told you in the playoff game. Yeah, it was like just let him do it. But when he did, he did playoff it. game. When we needed somebody to drive us down the field, who drove us all the way down the field, got us in field goal range, and let Doinky McDoink Doink Doink the ball I, off I, the upright. I was living, I was living it, and that's what was getting me crazy because he was on my team and I was watching how they were playing the games. Yeah, his shoulder hurt him. Yeah, and so they played the him. Thing, yeah. So I think they're holding him back a little bit, and he was making bad decisions. He was trying to do too much, and yeah. he wasn't right. And then when they got to the time in the playoff game where they couldn't hide anymore, he needed to do something, and we're all panicking. You know, I was like, you got to do it now or you're not ever going to do it. Yeah. And he did it. So my thing is maybe Matt Nagy and them are holding him back because it's not a lot. It's not like we're lying. He got injured. Sat out two games. You know, up until that game, you know, he was lighting it up. And then after the game, he kind of had a couple stinkers. So, you know, who is he? Hopefully he's the guy that threw, you know, 19 Hopefully touchdowns in six, Tampa Bay. six games. The Tampa Bay game where he had Hopefully six touchdowns. I mean, it's not easy to throw six touchdowns in one game. I don't care who you're playing for. Because he played for John Fox in that offense, and he was a terrible quarterback. He's played in a good offense with Matt Nagy, and he's had six touchdowns in one game. So, you know. Even if, if he's something in the middle. If he's something still, in the middle, yeah, I like fantasy it. Fantasy gold. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he could hit 30 touchdowns through the air. I think really where he's going to be valuable is, like I said, on the on the ground. I mean, I just got to see more from him as a passer to know that I could, like, trust him or say, like you would say, top five potential or even top 10 potential because right now i would think top 10 That's i wouldn't I classify him as top 10 right and now my my thing about him a couple more things if i can mm-hmm. um treat last year like a rookie year yeah. his rookie year was garbage to me that john fox and them weren't running a real offense i don't want they weren't they didn't have wide receivers there was not a real wide receiver on the team no it was bad uh last year you know under Matt Nagy, they made progress. And that's even Matt Nagy. That's one year in an offense. They're, he's learning, you know, how to do things as an NFL quarterback. And like I said, Todd McShane them said, he's prototypical. He's, he's got, got the, the size. Ability. He's got the arm. He's got the attitude. I want to talk about the person. He, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> I want to talk about his feelings. Everything I hear about Mitch is like how he, you know, he's a leader. He's a leader. He's a good guy. He's is workaholic, you know, trying to learn everything he can. His team, he's got the team and the team, the, the team loves Mitch. Uh, you know, the outside things about, you know, the Carson Wentz things, you're a bad teammate and stuff. People don't like that. You don't that. hear that in Chicago though. You don't hear that. I like that. But the thing about Mitch, like you said, is he had one year as a viable starter in college. And when he got that year, he lit it up. So he was learning how to play quarterback that year. And while he was learning to play quarterback, he ended up being a first-round top, what was it, three? He's number two overall. Number two overall. One year a quarterback. You were so good and so talented, somebody took you number two overall. I don't care who they you They like are. the mechanics. That's the thing. They but like listen, the... the worst thing that could have happened to him was being drafted by the Chicago Bears that year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you're learning a position, and they're throwing you into the fire with a team that doesn't have the the – the staff or the knowledge to show you how to be a quarterback. So like you said, forget about the rookie year. That was garbage. Feel bad for Mitch that he had to deal with that. But year two with Matt Nagy, that's the This is our Andy Reid offense. Let's look at and year now two. now he's going into year two with Matt Patrick Nagy. Patrick Mahomes year yes, two was phenomenal last year. I'm not saying he's going to be Patrick Mahomes. But I like think- you said earlier, somebody could draft Mitch later. Everybody's sleeping on Mitch. 
You get Mitch, you get your team, you get your studs, your first five picks are studs, and you end up with Mitch in the sixth or seventh round. You, you could, could probably you get could, him later. His ADP is the fifteenth round. I know they're being yeah. real mean to him, so I'm trying being to really people. mean to him. So you can actually get eight dudes, eight or nine dudes. Yeah, your solid squad, and then you get Mitch. Mitch can win a fantasy championship for somebody this year. I think a lot of teams that will win fantasy championships this year are guys that got Mitch like in the twelfth freaking out round. Yeah, I'm gonna swear I'm so mad that I <laughs> Mitch so bad. And he was an alternate and on the he Pro loves, Bowl. What does he like to do on Sundays, Joe? Uh, <laughs> Sundays are for kissing titties. Yes, man. they are. That's my quarterback. <laughs> That's my quarterback. That's my, That's my quarterback, man. That's all I gotta say about Mitch, Joe. Yeah, I don't yeah, have no, no, okay. Let's move on. I then. Start punching my laptop. <laughs> all right, yeah, Nick's getting very. What, Nick's me, getting angry over his love. For I need a, a, a gravel. What is it? A gravel. Order in the court. Order. Yeah. Gavel. Yeah, the, gavel. Yeah, gavel. Are you saying gravel? I was gravel. gonna say mallet. All right. No, it's just, I don't know. Our third Moving big on. boy up here. Is this my guy too? Am I gonna get passionate guy. again? I got some nice things to say about your guy. I so now him. I love him so much. Now we're gonna talk about. Lucky day, lucky charm, Lamar Jackson. So Lamar Jackson was born on January 7th, 1997. He'll be 22 years old The day old this a legend season. was born. <laughs> the day of the legend. Yes. He is a class 2015 four-star recruit on Rivals.com. He played college for Louisville. In his first game of his sophomore year, Jackson threw for eight touchdowns in the first half against the Charlotte 49ers, a school record. Imagine throwing eight touchdowns in one half, guys. That's crazy. That's amazing. Imagine that. Uh, so he had a phenomenal year. He had 30 passing touchdowns and 21 rushing touchdowns. So on December 10th, 2016, he became the youngest Heisman Trophy winner ever. He broke Jameis Winston's record. He is now the youngest Heisman Trophy winner. He had a good 2017 season. The next year, he finished third in Heisman voting behind Baker Mayfield and Bryce Love. That led him to be drafted number 32 overall by the Baltimore Ravens in the 2018 NFL Draft. And he finished his rookie year with seven games started, a 58.2 completion percentage, 1,201 passing yards, six TDs, and uh, three three interceptions, I'm sorry, 695 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns. So his rookie year is very comparable to Mitch Trubisky's rookie year from like a touchdown kind of perspective. And uh, I think that's kind of interesting that we're talking about these dual threat quarterbacks for the 2019 season. Joseph? Yeah, Lamar Jackson, six touchdowns. He only had three interceptions, though, so a lot better touchdown and interception percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we all know his rushing ability. Um, 147 rushes last year. That's crazy for a quarterback. Yes. <laughs> I yeah, mean, running backs get like 200. Gotta, and that's wait, only seven th- games. Yes, th- yeah. I was just going to say, think about that number in the – small amount of games played so i mean and there's the other thing you know everybody got real nervous it's like 20 rushes a game yeah because uh what was it the gm said he will nowhere near reach that total this year and everybody's like oh well if he doesn't do that he ain't gonna be they're just trying to pump the brakes because they really were force feeding him the ball last year and i do i think mainly due to the fact that he was all they had you look at that roster that is a garbage roster still they is had running yeah. backs that Shouldn't have been on NFL teams. Sorry, Joe. Alex Collins, respect. Yeah, man, but there are running backs that shouldn't have even been <laughs> on an out. NFL roster that they're trying to throw back there. They got no wideouts. What was it? Did they have Willie Sneed? Was that like the only wideout? They still have Willie Sneed. They Snead. still have Willie Sneed. That was their only viable wide receiver. And he still, he still, lucky day, willed them to the playoffs. And not only willed them to the playoffs, he was leading the, I think they said the pace that he was on, 
as far as fantasy football was going, he would have been like a top three fantasy quarterback last year with all the production he was getting. And then in that playoff game, when me and you were watching it, and he looked like he was getting booed, and the and the stadium was turning on him, and I was like, no, stick with him. And I was saying, if Harbaugh pulls this guy, I'm going to kill him. Harbaugh stuck with his guy, gave him the opportunity to come back, and what did he do? He almost came back in that game with nobody on the roster except him. Yeah, they were down by like three – Three or four touchdowns, and he got three touchdowns. The stadium was in the booing last him. Quarter. They kept showing everybody was booing him. Yeah, they wanted to pull him, but the offensive line was garbage. Their it's not team him. Bad. It wasn't him. He had no time to throw the ball, but you know he ended up slinging three touchdowns in that half. Yeah. You want to say the worst thing for Mitchell Trubisky's career was being drafted by the Bears. The worst thing for Lamar Jackson's yes. career was being yes. drafted yeah, by I the agree. Ravens. I, I think I mean, they're a mirror they, image of each other. You know I what? like the comparison. Well, last they have no year, wide receivers still. Well, last year they did have John Brown, and he did really well with Joe Flacco, but him and Lamar Jackson didn't click or whatever. But now he's gone. He's on the Bills. So, th- like you said, they don't have anyone still. They got Willie Sneed. And they got Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Um, but one thing about Hollywood Brown being a burner and Lamar Jackson not being super accurate, I don't know if they're going to connect. And I think maybe that was the problem yeah. with Lamar Jackson and John Brown, why they didn't connect, because John Brown was a speed guy and he's not completely we, accurate with his throws. We actually mentioned that on the last po- podcast. You you brought it up about how Hollywood Brown is more a precision route runner, you know, timing of the offense, running in rhythm, kind of like how Tom Brady is. And that's when I said that I would have been more comfortable with them drafting a guy like DK Metcalf. Metcalf mm-hmm. can't run all the routes in the world, but you don't need to run all the routes in the world when your quarterback is running for his life because there's no offensive line running back and forth 30 yards before he finally chucks the ball up in the air to a Metcalf who is like Megatron. Monster and could just grab it no matter where it goes. So now they got Hollywood Brown. <clears throat> I don't know how it's going to work. They need to shore up that offensive line and they need to get on pay on. You know, they got to get chemistry hitting each other on those routes. Yeah, I mean, it is scary to think that he will lose that rushing production because he could throw the ball. I mean, you know, he's a quarterback in the NFL. You don't just become a quarterback in the NFL, you know, with uh, no skill. I mean, I guess you can, but you don't become a starter. And, you know, he has been working on it in the offseason. They said he has gotten his accuracy up a little bit. But, again, it's just no weapon. So he needs to have that rushing production to stay fantasy relevant, I think. Yeah. I think as far as fantasy football goes, he'll still be really productive for you. Well, yeah, I mean... He's going to run the ball. Again, you're getting 700 yards. That's 70 points right there. You know, five touchdowns. And in some leagues where people play uh, five-point per passing touchdown like we do, or some people play four-point per passing touchdown, you know, that's why people rank, um, you know, Deshaun Watson number one in four-point per touchdown leagues because of that rushing ability. You get all that rushing ability, you blow out, you know, the other quarterbacks there. So, I mean... He definitely has the upside, but I think it relies mostly on rushing. Uh, Joe, you got anything else to say about Lamar? I like Lamar Jackson, but uh, if we were playing a who would you rather, I, I'd take Mitch and Winston. I would still right take now both of them above yeah, them Lamar. for the passing, but I wouldn't sleep on Lamar. I mean, he's going to explode on someone. You know, if it's not this year, Here, it's next year. Here's the one thing that I'll say about the three of them. You guys said you'll take those two over him, which is fine. I am not going to argue that. But me personally, if I looked at like floor to ceiling. I think as far as fantasy football goes, Lamar Jackson's floor is a lot higher than Jameis Winston's floor. Jameis Winston's floor is that he plays so bad that he gets benched and you don't have a quarterback for the rest of the year. I don't think there's any scenario that Lamar Jackson plays so bad that he gets benched and he don't play no more. 
I mean, if he's getting benched, then, you know, that's an argument. But the floor-wise, like if Winston's playing the whole season, I mean, his floor is 22 touchdowns, like at least in well, 4,000 yards. Floor... And I don't – that's like if if Lamar had 22 passing touchdowns, that would be phenomenal. I'm just saying I think there's still a possibility that Jameis Winston doesn't do what he needs to do, and he's so bad that Bruce Arians is just like, nope, and he – and he ain't even playing at the end of the year. Well, I don't think Jameis is going to get benched at all because who is their backup? Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, that's what I thought. He keeps bringing him around. But the thing is, like, they don't. What are they going to put Blaine Gabbert out there for? I mean, if, he's not going to win them anything. Blaine oh. Gabbert's not going to get you to the playoffs. And then what's the point of just doing okay? You might as well tank and get a better draft position. So you know, if Jameis sucks, I think they're still going to just roll him out there every year or every game and. Jameis? Wait till next year for a quarterback. I just think that Tampa Bay doesn't have anything to lose with Jameis now. He's in his fifth-year option. If he sucks, he sucks, and they don't. They, it's, it is what it is. He's gone. If I'm being honest right now, thinking about it, looking at the stats, Jameis didn't get benched last year. You know, for you know, trying to you know do something different. He he got he kind of put himself in a bad situation for getting suspended because Ryan Fitzpatrick was throwing 400 yards a game, four touchdowns. I mean, you can't. You can't put a guy in when the guy that's playing quarterback is doing things that are unbelievable. So he kind of got screwed out of the first three or four games or whatever. And then at the end of the year, he got benched a game because Dirk Cutter is playing for his life. You know, their offense is garbage. So, yeah. you know, you're in a, you're in a offense now with the court or with the Bruce Arians. He's not going anywhere. So I don't think he's going to get benched, but if he, I know I made the joke with you about the Blaine Garrett. If he does, it's fine. But it, I'm just saying, I'm not talking about. That wasn't a bench. joke. That was a, it's a bad it's just, shake. In but an I'm agreement. saying, <laughs> like, Jameis Winston isn't Bruce Arians' but, guy. There's like, no alliances. Is, there's no allegiances to anybody here. If he's if not we're playing talking, well, he's not doing good, and he ain't doing what Bruce Arians needs him to do to run his offense appropriately. He will pull the plug on him. Listen, we're talking about benching so. players. We're not talking about it when they're on the field. I mean, I mean, Lamar Jackson could get injured. His floor is he could get injured because he runs too much. Like, that's not an argument I want to argue. I want to argue if they're playing the games, Jameis Winston's going to throw 22 touchdowns. Let's see if Lamar Jackson throws 22. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Do All right. the Kyle R. Murray, please. Final. The final countdown. All right. Um, I would also draft Kyler Murray over Lamar Jackson. He hasn't played a single game in the NFL yet. No, not me. Um, So... Sorry, I breathed really heavy in the mic there. Um, <laughs> I didn't do like awards and stuff like you did, but I did get his uh, college stats. Yeah. So Kyler Murray. Oh wait, I don't know what year he was born either. Should I do all that? Like no, Joe, get ready, really into it. He was born in 1998. I'm gonna guess. Yes, 1998. Uh, his birthday is March 21st, 1998. <laughs> I was born August 7th, 1997. Uh-huh. Kyler Cole Murray. Cole. Cole. All right, so he started off his career at Texas A&M. Okay. Uh, he did not play much as a freshman, but he started at Texas A&M, 72 completions uh, on 121 attempts, 686 yards, five touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, so he threw more interceptions than touchdowns. But he had some huge games where uh, him and Christian Kirk really exploded. Um, I think most of his touchdowns went to Christian Kirk. I think like four of them went to Christian Kirk. So they have a a good rapport with each other. And then his sophomore year, he leaves and goes to Oklahoma, and he didn't do anything. Um, I think he played one game, 18 completions, 21 attempts, 359 yards, three touchdowns. 
14 rushes for 142 yards. Uh, the reason why he didn't play, because he sat behind, you know, the one and only Baker Mayfield. The Baker. So then Baker gets drafted in his junior year, uh, is the year everyone knows, where he went crazy. What did he have? He had 260 completions on 377 attempts, 4,361 yards in the air, 42 touchdowns, and only seven interceptions. So the dude was crazy accurate with his passes, and he has a really strong arm where he could throw it into small windows. Um, He could throw the ball in the receiver's hands, not in the area of the receiver. Um, But he went crazy on the ground as well. And I just deleted his rushing stat for whatever reason. <laughs> well, <laughs> while you're looking for that, I mean, those yardage numbers are pretty insane because Winston had like 4,000, so he had 300 more, you know, passing yards than Winston. Winston had a really good rookie year. And on the ground, he had 140 attempts, 1,001 rushing yards with 12 rushing touchdowns. That's crazy. And was he the first player to get 1,000 rushing and? 4,000 passing, 4, passing, probably. I, think, I, I think don't think was. anyone else is going to do that. So we know he had a phenomenal year, but the guy hasn't played a game in the NFL yet. Um, so why are people thinking he's going to be so great? I mean, he's a smaller guy. He looks cool. May not translate to the NFL. Uh, he has a very strong arm, and he's really quick. He was drafted by the Oakland A's because of that arm and turned it down and went into the NFL draft. Uh, but a lot of people are talking about his coaching, Cliff Kingsbury. So, but why is Cliff good for Kyler? So I was looking up some information about him. And Cliff Cliff Kingsbury coached uh, Houston with Kevin Sumlin from 2008 to 2011. And Kevin Sumlin, I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, honestly, but he's a really great coach. He's coached some great teams and won some championships. So Kingsbury started as the offensive quality control coach. And then he became the co-offensive coordinator and the QB coach in 2010. And then in 2011, Houston led the league or whatever whatever division they're in, whatever. I don't know what college football, I'm not too into it like that. But Houston led in every category, yards, points, and um, rushing attempts, all this great stuff. So both Kingsbury and Sumlin come from Houston and go to Texas A&M which is where Kyler Murray started his freshman year. So Kingsbury left, but Sumlin stayed there. Uh, But Kingsbury took his offense and went to other schools, whatever. Kyler worked with Sumlin and Kirk in 2015, his freshman year, and he did pretty well. And now he's going back to an offense with Christian Kirk, who he's already familiar with, and Cliff Kingsbury, who took the same coaching style that he's been coached with throughout his collegiate career uh, because he worked under Sumlin. And so he's familiar with the system, familiar with the team, familiar with the players. So he's going to be hitting the ground running, I think. He's not going to have a lot of learning curve, I would say. I know it's different playing in the NFL than his playing in college, but he pretty much just got reunited with his old coaching staff and his old, old team. So what do you think about that? Do you think that gives him a competitive edge? or? Yes, in so many words. He's reunited <laughs> with his former offensive coordinator. So, yeah, I think that's great. I think... You know, having those kind of stats, having the kind of accuracy, kind of looks like Russell Wilson like we talked about before. So if he could be the man, you know, mentally, you know, a leader, that's my issue with him. He's been doing some silly things, like his interviews are like, you know, he does stupid interviews. He went on Dan Patrick, and they're like, well, are you going to be doing baseball or football, Kyler? 
you guys ain't gonna find out. It's like, why did you go to do the interview with them then? Like he does stupid <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah, he's a little silly. It, it's just like, come on, man. I mean, if he. Well, I mean, he's saying dumb stuff, but he's not out there stealing crab legs and eating not, W's. Though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't have to transition to the field, but if he's you know comfortable and you know he's got the talent, he's got the system, he keeps his head on his shoulders, you know, straight arrow. He's got players he's familiar with, like Christian Kirk, the coach. I think he could be rookie of the year. I think he could do really well. I think he could have twenty over 20 touchdowns, you know, maybe 3,000 passing yards. My only problem is there's a potential with Jackson, Trubisky, and Winston to be superstars, I think. Like, they could have, like, a breakout season because they've already been in the NFL for a little bit. Murray, to me, no matter what he does, I don't think he's going to, you know, be a top – 10 quarterback he could you know finish top 12 top 15 i think the other guys we we're talking about they might be like superstar they not that they're going to be yeah. but they have a better shot because they've been in the nfl before because not everyone's like baker mayfield not everyone's going to be a superstar the rookie year it takes time to transition the nfl it's a big man's game it's a big boy's game so i like him a lot i think he's gonna have a good year i don't think he's gonna have a seven touchdown kind of stinker year like mitch and lamar but i don't think he's gonna have a 30 touchdown year yeah I, I think it's seen, like you just said, like Baker. Even if he has a season like Baker, it's still good, but it's not something like what we're, what we're kind of talking about with Winston and Mitch maybe getting 30-plus touchdowns. I think, I think a Baker year is a phenomenal year. That, that's the ceiling. That's what, that's what, what I mean. Like Even if he does that, it's amazing. That, that's but, amazing, yeah, I That's think. amazing if he does that, but it's like I don't know if he will. Uh, he didn't go to the greatest team, but I'm not saying he went to a really bad team like the Bears with John Fox and that because if you look at the Cardinals – they got a new coaching system. Like Joe said, there's a lot of familiarity there. There's a lot of comfort there for him. He's got a leader like Larry Fitzgerald there. He's got a leader like David Johnson there that he can rely on. He does not need to be Baker right away. Yeah. He can lean on those veterans to get him through his rookie year. And uh, from what I heard from training camp from Larry Fitzgerald is that they're moving fast and they simplified the playbook, which is good for him. And good for that shaky offensive line because if the offensive line's moving fast, they don't have to know a lot. They just need to get up to the line, make their blocks, release the ball, go to the next play. So if they could get the ball out of his hands, he could stay healthy this year, and he relies on his veterans and his coaching staff, I think he'll have a pretty decent season. I mean, I think what it really comes down to is, like you said at the end, if he could stay healthy because with his running ability and he's going to run, and I think he's going to do it a lot. Being, you know, smaller, what is he, like 5'10", however many pounds, he's going to get beat up. But, you know, Lamar Jackson's just tall and lanky, like he's really thin too. And, you know, he survived uh, 175 rush attempts in seven games. Um, Kyler doesn't need to have 30 touchdowns. I mean, he could get 20 touchdowns and still be fine because imagine Lamar Jackson, you know, 700 rushing yards when he had five rushing touchdowns. Imagine if he just threw 20 touchdowns. That's like all you need to really break um, to break that top 10, I think, for a quarterback with that rushing ability. So he may not get 28 touchdowns. That's fine. He may get like 25 total touchdowns. But then with the yardage he's going to get, the passing yards, I think it's totally possible for him to hit top 10. I don't think he's hitting top 10. Rookies, you know, they don't have a season like this. It's a long first year. They got to get used to it. He might hit the rookie wall. And I just don't think the Arizona Cardinals are built for him to be that successful. I, I mean, Christian Kirk's good. There's familiarity there with him, but they don't have that many great weapons. Larry's on the back end of his career. I don't know if they have a really great tight end option there right now. So, I mean, he could be top 10, but who's he getting the ball to? 
David well, Johnson here, David Johnson left. I would love it if it was like that, but I, I just no, don't I mean, see it. It's an air raid offense, so they're going to play three wide receivers probably almost on every play. Um, they got, like you said, they got Larry, they got Christian Kirk, but you know they're going to be down. They're going to be losing the game. They're going to have to throw the ball, and I don't know. All he, all it takes is for someone to get open. You know, I mean, yeah. and him to chuck it up to him because he's very accurate. Yeah, and he could just, put the ball in tight windows, and he could he could hit someone in stride. And he's a guy that is running running away when the plays break down, and he's throwing mid run like he has talent, and he's going to show it. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter who's around him. I think he's going to perform. I think who's around you kind of does matter, especially in <laughs> a rookie year. I mean, yeah, I mean, rookies. I, I get mean, it. you know, he's going to, ha- I mean, Larry, I love the guys. I, like I said, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald are great. It's just, I don't think there's enough there for him to be consistently successful all year. All right. The only, I, I think he has potential. Like, he, yeah. The, the things Joe's saying they could happen, the things that you're saying they could happen too. We have to see the preseason because we have to yeah. see if this offense is good. If the offense is good, sky's the limit. It's all speculation. If know. this guy, you know, is you know cold feet on his first time in the NFL and it's crap, then we're screwed. Yeah. But we're gonna find out. And I think for Kyler Murray this year, my personal opinion is I would draft my quarterback and I draft him later as my backup. Yep. If it works out, solid. I wouldn't go into the season personally. I don't know if you want to yeah. do that's fine. But I'm saying personally, me, he's my backup. If if I think it's kind of a risk to have him as your number one going into the season. But Nobody even did that with Baker last year. Nobody yeah. last year went into their draft saying, that's fine, I'm going to draft Baker Mayfield and he's going to win me a championship. Yeah, he was, he that was didn't a, happen. He was that a, doesn't happen. He was a backup. You don't do that with rookie quarterbacks. It's hard. He wasn't as polarizing as uh, Kyler Murray, though, coming out. Yeah, it, it's hard. And it, you know what? It's fine, too, because you know, we'll see what happens. And it's like, you know, you're saying, like, the weapons aren't great. I mean, but they had Josh Rosen last year. And, you know, Christian Kirk still got 600 yards, three touchdowns. Larry still got, you know, 734 yards with six touchdowns. And then, you know, uh, who is there? Ricky Seals-Jones, that's the tight end, right? Yeah, he's bad. Yeah. He had some spurts. I don't know if he's uh, what his status is. But, you know, the weapons are good enough. I mean, if they were putting up numbers with Josh Rosen, you know. God. He's a terrible quarterback. <laughs> so personally, Kyler for me, Murray could I do a lot better. He's terrible. In a redraft, no, I know if he does quarterback, yeah, if he's bad. In my opinion, in a redraft, he's my. If you're playing two quarterbacks, yeah, get get a stud quarterback. Yep, have him as your number him, two. Yeah. That's fine. He could end up being your number one. He could be a number There's one potential. Potential. Uh, a regular draft with one quarterback, he's my backup. A yes. dynasty kind of guy. He's a first round pick. Yep. Dynasty. Absolutely. But uh, he's not a slam dunk around the board. That's all I got to say. That's it. I mean, there's a lot of other it. options that are a little more less risk. Yeah. That's than going into the draft thinking you're just going to have him be your stud and win you a championship. I think he's a good player though. I no, like I him a too. lot. I, I like mean, him a lot. I mean, come on the, the college stats yeah. compared to Jameis Winston's college stats. He had better stats than him. And Jameis Winston had a phenomenal rookie year. I, I'm not, hate. I'm not here to hate on Kyler Murray. Cause I have David Johnson and I love David Johnson. And I, I need to, if I want David Johnson to be successful this year, I need Kyler Murray to be successful. So yeah. I, I need him to be good. I don't I think Kyler Murray breaks twenty touchdowns. So take that as it is. If twenty touchdowns get enough for you or a little more than that is good for you, then take him. Take him. Yeah, Kyler Murray's ADP right now is about the eighth round. Um and that is in standard and PPR. All right, fine. We'll do a would you rather. 
Real so I would I would Murray. take I would draft Kyler Murray. Would you take him and, over all the quarterbacks we talked today? Would you would you yeah. in a one quarterback yeah. league you'd rather have Kyler Murray <laughs> than any of the quarterbacks and you're going to win your championship with Kyler Murray this year? I think so because well I I made it up before or I brought it up before that I'd rather take the shot on this guy because I love him and then if he doesn't work out whatever you know there's going to be people on the waiver wire and. A lot of people stream quarterbacks anyways throughout the year, so I would love to just I would take him in in the probably in the around that area, eight, nine, ten, whatever, just to make sure somebody else doesn't get him. Here's the gauge. And then if he works out for me, he works out for me. If I just, not, I, just, I pick I up just, somebody off the waivers. I just really want to gauge the value on him with you. All right, here's a guy who's kinda on waivers all the time for us. Philip Rivers or Kyler Murray? I'd still I draft Kyler Murray over. I'm telling you, I would draft Kyler Murray over 20 of the quarterbacks, probably. And if it doesn't work out, then I'll just ride the wave Matt of, like, Ryan, Andy Matt Dalton. Ryan, Matt Ryan or <laughs> Kyler Murray? I'm going to draft Kyler Murray. <laughs> I mean, I like – Matt Ryan was the number two quarterback, but Matt, Mar- Matt Ryan, what's his, his ADP? He's probably in double digits. I'm just saying, like, I'm going to have to take – he's like a guy that's not Patrick Mahomes, you know, second round. But if you want Kyler Murray, you're going to have to pay Russell up for Wilson him. Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray? Well, I'm – I don't know, dude. I'm st- I think I'm still drafting Kyler Murray. You're, All right. Now, I, now, you're not, you're now not, that I know. You're like I not naming anything from, I really care. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I mean, that's like, fine. who won't I draft him? Like, okay, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. That's why I didn't Drew say Brees. those guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm serious. Like, probably. Cam Newton or Kyler Murray? I'll take the shot on Kyler. Deshaun Watson, or Kyler Murray. Okay, Deshaun Watson, yeah. All right, I'll I just stick with Deshaun I Watson. Like, get a governor Baker or Baker or Kyler Murray? Uh, I don't know. That's that's a good one. Baker did it. I know he did it. I know, but Kyler you're Murray. Like blindly, you're like blindly. I am. Like you're right. All your chips. I am. On a guy you, you know what he's doing. I am. Do you know what he's doing right now? I'm like, dude. This could. That's be. like when when they. Uh, sorry, F bomb. When <laughs> okay. uh, the Chargers took Ryan Leaf. Like everybody thought he was going to be great. It's like I'm just going to whatever I got. Here's all in. You know, he could be a total bum. He could be, but there's. In a 12-team single quarterback league, there's people on you're the waiver wire. You're your whole season. If you do that and he ends up being a bum, you're just wasting your whole season just because but you're But he's blindly. saying you can pick up anyone. Yeah, I mean, I what was it? Not last year, but the year before, I used like Andy Dalton for four weeks because he was lighting it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? You'll find somebody. That's fine. Eli Manning is going to be there, and I'm not saying Eli, Eli Manning's a Don't great quarterback, but <laughs> he could have. I'm saying he's a streamer. You stream him certain weeks. Like, not you don't start year. him. Can I... Can I talk? You know what he's doing right now? He's doing what you do a lot. With Lamar? No, when you fall in love with a guy. And with Lamar. Things don't make sense. And like you still your dad. No, I do that with Lamar. I did it with Lamar <laughs> Do it with all your running backs, too. No, I don't. You did it with Jarvis Landry. I do it with Jarvis. I will admit <laughs> the I do point, it with Jarvis <laughs> The Landry. point is. I will admit it, though. I would just. But he's admitting seen, it. But I know. It's fine. He's admitting it. But I've it. seen Jarvis Landry do it. In no, the not really. Oh, no. Jarvis Landry, not like. You guys hate on him too much. He's he had great four touchdowns. Receiver. Yeah, he's a good, like, in the real NFL, not in fantasy. He, okay, let me let year. me just put the Kyler Murray stuff to rest, and then you could close with whatever you want. I would take him, like I said, over all those people. I mean, because this could be baby Patrick Mahomes, man. Like, it could be lightning in a bottle, and it could happen his first year. Like a can. So I don't think so. Let's it see what happen. happens. I'm, I'm selling because no, I'm it doesn't happen for happen. first no way year he's quarterbacks. Near Patrick Mahomes. Not near Patrick. Well, I'm not I, saying 50 I, touchdowns, 5,000 yards, but he could, with the rushing ability, 
he is going to put up numbers. Like, I don't know. He's just well, going to. So. And, and is strong. Johnson, his arm so is so strong. Good. Like I think he has a phenomenal year. He's, he finishes the, like, 12th best quarterback. If he, That's a phenomenal year. I'm, I'm saying, like, the sky. That would be phenomenal. Me. That yeah. would be, yeah. I'm saying a fair year. And you know what? He's, if, like, 16. And if I passed on everybody 17. that I said and he finished 12th, like, cool. All right, I'll take it. It's well, fine. Well, yeah, that's if he it's finishes 12th. It's a QB one. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. All right, well, that is the end of the list. No, I mean, we got to tell a good joke. This was like something. a boxing match here for Kyler Murray. I'm, I'm a little winded. <laughs> and I like Kyler Murray. I, I got to go, like, lick my wounds. But here's the thing. With Ky- but no, but here, that's like what we said with Mitch, people dogging Mitch. So, like, say you yeah. do end up having a great draft, and then at the bottom of the, 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 the rounds, if you don't have a guy like Joe drafting against you, Kyler Murray's still there. You grab Kyler Mar- Murray, win you a championship. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know what? We, we talk about you get your guys, and he's my guy, and I am going to no, try right. to get him, and I'm going to try to ride see, the wave and see like what happens. guys like me who overvalue quarterbacks will be trying to get my quarterback early. Joe's going to have his whole team drafted and end up getting Kyler Murray in, like, the 10th round, and he'll beat me all year. I know. You always lose, so yeah, that's, how it's gonna go. <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. I'll have Aaron Rodgers, and he'll have Kyler Murray, and he'll win. And that's I'll have Andrew go. Luck, and I'll beat both of you guys and win the championship. There you go. Cool. <laughs> I like that. End it now. I'm the champion.